to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined by my fabulous co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you today? Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yeah. I think it's just the sun that I see in your eyes right now, because I haven't haven't finished actually making our production studio yet. Right. (laughs) So... So it's this... too bad we're not filming right now. <laughs> well, that's going to cost money. Yeah, true. Which, on that same note, I want to thank our Patreons. Yeah. Or patrons. Patrons, yeah. Yeah, I want to thank yeah. our patrons for everything you do for us. You make so much of this show possible, and it's been such a wild ride, and we are going to continue to give you so much more content than you pay for. Uh, you know, $3 a month, dude. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? What? I feel like we could do with a couple more patrons myself. I think we could do 50 yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So, anyways, moving on, we'll have another commercial for ourselves halfway through this. Absolutely. Um, but starting off, so this week we watched The Uninvited. Yes. Um, Finally. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Eric has Y'all... been begging for this movie for <laughs> so long. <laughs> John approached me with this idea like a year ago. He's like, hey, we should do a podcast reviewing horror movies. I was like, I've got a great idea for our first episode. <laughs> Maybe it would have done better than Creep because we see like (laughs) 60 views and then like half of that on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I don't know. I guess we'll fuck around and find out. (laughs) Yeah, so this was uh, part of your list. We're finally starting to get get into some of Eric's picks, which, you know, we had Suspiria. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I enjoyed the movie overall. I actually watched the uh, the revamp of it last mm-hmm. night. So this is one that he's really wanted to do for a while, and we've done some PG thirteen movies now, like the Vatican tapes and such. Yeah, dude. So now we're moving into some of that territory where it's like, okay, this is a DreamWorks film. <laughs> <laughs> These are the same motherfuckers that made Shrek. Yeah. I'm so, like, not used to seeing that DreamWorks logo come up and it not be the, like, far, far away tail immediately following that. It's strange. I was really waiting for, like, my like Michael Myers to, like, start sure. giving yeah, yeah. the narration for yeah. us. Um, so we watched The Uninvited this week. And it was, it was so funny because when we first started watching it, we meet uh, Elizabeth Banks and I was like, actually, I've seen this movie right. before. Because <laughs> his whole ploy was that he had never seen this movie mm-hmm. and we wanted to do, we want, we generally want to make sure that we're doing movies that like one of us has seen. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly. Or, or something There's like some that. And so like uh, screening for right, it. Right. 100%. You know? Um, I have like really fond memories of this movie. Mm-hmm. So this came out in 2009, which is the year that I graduated high school. And I'm pretty sure I skipped class <laughs> to go see this. But I remember just like Emily Browning was in it. I've always been a fan of like the series of Unfortunate Events mm-hmm. movie, the book certainly and things like that. I've seen her here and there and other things, you know what I mean? But it was just kind of, it was like, okay, yeah, it's got my girl in it. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't have to go to school today, <laughs> which was sick. So, yeah. Well, before we get into our first impression, we're gonna go back to our normal formatting and our regularly Welcome scheduled back. programming. Yeah. <laughs> our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Eric, what is the itinerary for our cast today? Yeah, so like I said, this movie came out in 2009. We're clocking into that sweet, sweet one hour and 27 mm. minutes. It's Plus so good three. to be home. Let's go. <laughs> Emily Browning is gonna play Anna. We had Ariel Kebble as Alex, Elizabeth Banks, like you mentioned, playing Rachel. Uh David, how are we gonna pronounce this guy's last name again? Because I'm going to butcher it again. Strathern. Strathern. As Stephen, who I'm also (laughs) going to continuously refer to as dad throughout this movie. Maya Masser is going to play mom in this. We just know her as mom. And Mm. then Jesse Moss is Matt. Yeah. And what befells Matt is Mm -hmm. (laughs) one for the fucking books at this rate. 
Um, so, Eric, what was your first impression of this movie? I yeah, know you said that this is totally. something that's like really close to you. It. What struck me about this movie is um, the writing. I remember coming out of that theater really shaken in the sense that, like, I what this this movie was just like jump scare city. Anybody that's ever mm-hmm. been in the theater watching a horror movie that like relies on the jump scares for the mm-hmm. horror element is going to come out a little bit raw. I certainly was when I was like seventeen, eighteen, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But like the writing in this movie is what sets it over the top for me. The Most way that definitely. the way that once we hit like the end and the plot twist and how everything gets tied up in a neat little bow mm-hmm. was so good. <laughs> you're just you're very satisfied you know what i mean right. it's not slasher heavy it's not like paranormal or supernatural or anything like that yeah. everything is heavily implied until you get to the end and you're just like oh now it all makes what, sense what the fuck right. so i thought it was great yeah i so for me apparently since i have watched this before <laughs> it, it was obviously semi-memorable yeah i probably watched it around the same time i would venture to guess i really enjoyed this movie uh, for again the writing the plot sake was mm-hmm. out of this world mm-hmm. and that's where I have I I bitch about it on so many movies yeah. it's like I'm looking for a plot I need to know why things are happening and the way that they portrayed the story was really cool totally. and I had so much fun it's actually notably the first thing that I've ever seen Emily Browning in cool. because I never read that series, the, mm-hmm. the series of unfortunate events. So the movie would have had no pull for oh, you. No. There's like, oh, <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually mixed up Jim Carrey and Neil Patrick Harris when we started watching. That's how this little of an impression it's true. That's how little of an impression it made on him if he ever. I yeah. So no, but, totally. But getting into the film. Uh, so we started off with uh, the two sisters kind of whoring it up at mm-hmm. some party, you know, and uh, our main character, Anna, who is played by Emily Browning, is making out with this boy and yeah. the boy tries to drop like the slickest line I've ever, ever heard. They're like making out next to the bonfire with all the other high school kids and shit. And he just like backs off of her and goes, I love you. And I have a condom. Yeah. And I was like, is this like high school pillow talk? Because I don't Works remember that every part. time. <laughs> a condom, you say? Dude, I've seen people get carded for condoms at the store. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's happened to me before, too. It's my youthful glow, dude. I couldn't fucking escape. It was so fucking weird. But yeah, no, she's like, she kind of like is like, uh, okay. You know, kind of pushes him off. Like, get off me, you whore! I gotta go, right? And she walks past her sister, who's older than she mm-hmm. is, and her sister, notably, is sandwiched between two dudes. And she's like double fisting beers or whatever. So it's like, all right, she's the cool. We sister. know who the cool one is, right? Yeah. Uh, so she starts like walking off into the forest, which is close to her house, I think, yeah. because the impression that I got throughout this movie was like the teen partying and all that kind of mm-hmm. shit is surrounded around the lake that her family's house mm-hmm. is on. Very big houses, very small town. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. is like, I don't understand where her dad's money came from. Right. Yeah. Because according to the movie, he only made like one book. Yeah. And I don't know what he does outside I guess of he has a career, had a career <laughs> or whatever. No, I just write books about my career. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she's, totally. wa- she's walking into the forest, and there is a contractor bag 
very much like Arts from Terrifier mm-hmm. 2. If you haven't listened to that episode, I don't know why you're listening to this. But mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> uh, so she opens the bag, and it's just got fucking remnants of children, <laughs> just, like, piled on top right. of each other. <laughs> They're just bent and broken and fucking contorted uh-huh. all over each Severed other. Severed legs sticking out, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And then we have the ginger face come out and just uh-huh. be like, snap back to reality totally the gravity is the fact that she's in a fucking asylum right or they don't even really tell you that at first she's speaking to a psychiatrist and we're talking to her on the day where it's like i guess she's getting released Mm -hmm. (laughs) he just goes i think you're all better now Mm -hmm. and she just like runs through the hallways and runs down (laughs) oh my god i'm better wow Look out the window. That's my dad in our car. He's coming to pick me up. Runs past her, like, roommate. By George, she's got it. Yeah. I think she's got it. <laughs> her, I say roommate, but it's like her, like, across the hall neighbor yeah, comes yeah, out. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck, Anna? Who am I going to tell my stories to? <laughs> and that line hits so much harder at the end of this yeah, movie. Totally, yeah. And, it, like, there there were aspects of this movie that I did remember. That was not one of them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get into... Was, we both have the same idea. <laughs> I'm going to let the other guy talk and take a sip of <laughs> Here we are. (laughs) So, anyways, we get into... uh, She's packing all of her stuff up after she's having this conversation with a character that has not been named yet. It will be named at the end of the movie, but the character has not been named yet. Mm -hmm. Other than, I guess, psycho neighbor (laughs) in the asylum. And she's looking out the window, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the dad. And now we're like trailing back and we're going through like this beautiful mm-hmm. California of the northeast <laughs> yeah. yeah who the fuck knows dude yeah there was there's some trees and water and shit you know they could probably go skiing or to the beach or surfing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah who the fuck knows so, so we finally get back to the house and we find is this where we first meet Rachel? This is where we meet Rachel. So Elizabeth some, some, Banks. Elizabeth Banks is in the house and, and John and I just kind of look at each other. We're like, yeah. <laughs> so Elizabeth Banks, if for some fucking reason you're listening to this, you are not only like one of my favorite comedic actresses, but you are one of my favorite actresses in general. Period. Like between like stuff like Uninvited and Brightburn and then like your work on Modern I Family. I forgot she was in Brightburn. It's yeah, so yeah. good. Like, her fucking repertoire, like her catalog, dude. Like, holy shit. And this was probably one of the earliest movies that I saw her in at yeah, the time. True. Like really yeah, looking yeah, back yeah. at it. Yeah, um, fair. So, so that's probably why part of her was so ingrained in my fucking brain. Yeah. Li- like watching this. So we meet her for the first time and it's very much the... Oh, stepmom, no. Right. You're <laughs> fucking my dad. So there's a, the point that I that we need to mention here is that the reason that Anna is in the ward is from the trauma she suffered effectively like watching her mom explode. <laughs> her mom was unwell. They never really dive into her sickness, but she had mm-hmm. a little bell wrapped around her wrist so she could like jingle when people like to call for help or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is who Rachel, Elizabeth Banks' character, was the caretaker for. Like, if Dad had to work or whatever the fuck. This mm-hmm. is just an extra body at the house, right? So, it is apparent to Anna that this person is also fucking Dad. We are ten <laughs> months removed. 
<laughs> from mom exploding in the boathouse. <laughs> Which is just one of those things, like, I'm not going to get too heavy into this because it's kind of a bummer, but, like, as somebody who has lost a parent... <laughs> The whole getting better in 10 months thing, even without help, is kind of not there. That's just right? not a lot of time. So, for somebody to be fucking <laughs> the remaining parent, <laughs> there are so many red flags here, right? As someone who has one parent mm-hmm. growing up who didn't date, <laughs> right? I was like... That was the one thing where I felt like I was in the clear. Like, I did it. Sure. Like, yeah, everything yeah. worked out just fine. Because, like, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine some dude coming home. Because I had met, uh, you know, my aunts and shit were still dating at the time. And they would just bring home, like, the ragtags. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the bar scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it so, smells like B.O. and old prosciutto. <laughs> and that, that was the vibe that yeah. Elizabeth Banks was totally. giving everybody yeah. in this movie. It was, it was just, just like, like, oh, you're... You're that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All I saw was a single dad with a big ass house, and I knew what was up. Right. Yeah. So uh, now that she's back, she said hi to everybody. She goes down to the dock and she meets up with Alex. Sister sister. Alex. Yeah. Yeah, Hot sister Alex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And as, you know, they're kind of conversing for a minute. Mm -hmm. Alice is a little bit bitchy here. It's a yeah, little bit it, ill-received of Anna coming home. She gets a lot of shit off her chest real quick. <laughs> and I do think that's part of an illusion. Mm-hmm. Now, like, watching it a second mm-hmm. time, like, I get a little bit more now where that comes from. Right. Uh, won't spoil it quite yet, yeah. but anyways... Uh, She's like, well, you know, you didn't fucking write me back. You didn't go to any of my letters Mm -hmm. or anything. And it's like, okay, well, I guess you can talk to your boyfriend about it. (laughs) And like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Matt comes up on his little speedboat whatever the fuck and like parallel parks it like like power slides yeah the it was so sick and i was like okay i see his why. dick had a sheen to <laughs> right? it. what the yeah. fuck is that boat wax yeah. and he's like he's also delivering groceries which was weird like well, supplies it's, if it's i'm not, not mistaken it's not super weird um a lot of places like that especially when you have this money. is just a service that they can yeah, provide okay yeah, yeah. that's actually really cool so, i didn't know that i was just like okay they got like a so when little, you look at like especially yeah. a lot of places that are like sound side like mm-hmm. in the outer banks and stuff like that there are services that will just deli- especially if you're beachfront because i wonder <laughs> if this was made in wilmington now <laughs> <laughs> wilmington delaware uh, <laughs> <laughs> aubrey plaza let's go <laughs> Yeah, but he shows up and he's like, and like, hey, welcome back. We still a thing or what? You know? <laughs> he was like, I wanted to visit you, but they wouldn't let me. And like, they they used they so ambiguously so mm-hmm. much throughout this fucking movie. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, uh, Rachel comes down and she's just like, we're not going to require your services anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Dave, but I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> And she's trying to be like super friendly with with uh, Anna. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a hard time with that because they're sisters and they both start with A, <laughs> four letters, two syllables. I'm gonna have a hard time with that. Anyway, hey, Alex. <laughs> yeah. So Anna is like is clearly like disturbed by like mm-hmm. what has happened and like trying to get her bearings on mm-hmm. like what the family dynamic is now. But this bitch is like talking to her about like. Hey, I really want us to be friends. I really, you know what I mean? I really think that this can work out. Like, as opposed to what? You leave? 
<laughs> you know well, what I mean? And, and it's funny, too, because, like, the next cut is we have Anna sitting outside of her dad's room. Mm-hmm. Or, like, study, I guess, because he's rich and rich people have studies, even yeah. though they just, like, smoke pot in there and fucking drink scotch. <laughs> But <laughs> ain't nobody gonna read none of them books. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Alex going in on Stephen, the yeah, father, yeah. and he's just like, "Why didn't you give her any of my letters? Right. Why didn't you send her my mixtape yeah. and like all of this shit?" <laughs> he's sitting there like just taking it. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> he says nothing to right. Alex the entire time. And she just storms Mark the fuck. That. Yeah, <laughs> she just like storms the fuck off. She's like, whatever. And Anna I've is like, won this right, battle. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, there are a couple of here and there dialogue things that happen. Again, all that needs to be established is like the vibe is fucking weird, <laughs> <laughs> and Anna does not trust Rachel. Right, so we get a little bit of a time skip. It's been like a couple days. Maybe it was that night or whatever. Mm -hmm. Who cares? But like Anna makes her way up to like the attic or some kind Mm -hmm. of storage room that existed in the house or something like that. And she finds a box of like old things that pertain to mom. There's some Mm -hmm. family photographs. The bell, most notably, is in there. Well, also notably is she does find the picture of... All of their family, including Rachel, who was like, I guess the 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 RN the, for the household, a caretaker assistant. She was technically a nurse, so right. RN is probably correct. But it was just one of those like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> and it's her. It like, was right there the whole time. <laughs> and, and, and I will say, like Elizabeth Banks' facial acting in this was phenomenal. Spot on. Yeah. yeah, there were so many instances where it almost felt like she was smiling mm-hmm. while people were like, oh, that's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That, like, creepy <laughs> kind of non-sequitur offbeat <laughs> seductress. You know what I mean? The seductress with no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Meg White. <laughs> So then we skip almost like directly to Anna going to bed, right? Because yeah. this is our first instance of she she has the bell on her nightstand next to her Jim Crow fucking crow, crow. which is like oh, ugh. it, it looks straight out of Dumbo. It did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so she it was starts bad. to hear the haunting of the bell, right? And she's, like, turning around and tossing and turning with her eyes open. She's Mm -hmm. not asleep. Mm -hmm. She's just like, oh, where's the bell coming Mm -hmm. from? Is it the bell? No, it's not the bell. (laughs) There's, like, a thud on the floor, and she's like, I'm just going to, like, roll over. And, like, it's that, like, if I don't see it, it's not there bullshit. You know what I mean? (laughs) All I need is my teddy bear, you know. But, no, it was just, like, like in real shit, like, these burned-ass hands start climbing up the bed and everything. And Not... Uh, so, first, we actually see the body. Because the body's, oh, yeah. like, on the floor. Right. right. <laughs> she, like, fucking hits her fucking shoulder against the, like... Uh, what is it? The dresser. Where yeah. It was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> why, God, why? That's why I don't clean my room. So, like, ghosts can't come in there. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> I do have a condom. <laughs> and I love you. Yeah, and so it's like the burned hands, right? So it's like obvious immediately that this is the mm. spectral manifestation of mom, right? So, and and this is kind of the crazy part, too, is like they have this scene where you're talking about like the hands come up over mm-hmm. and they're burning the hands and all this shit. And then 
Alex actually just appears. Mm-hmm. She just like was kind of in the room. This is our second mark. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Oh my god, you scared me, Alex. Stepsis, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got there? Oh, it's that bell that was wrapped in mom, uh, wrapped around mom's wrist. And Alex is like, "What the fuck do you have that for?" Right? And she's like, "No, it reminds me of mom. It's helping me cope. It's like a memory thing. I learned about it in therapy and everything." And she's like, "No, it's a memory of Rachel because mm-hmm. Rachel's the one that gave that bell mm-hmm. to mom so she could jiggle it." While Rachel was riding dad. So she could listen out to hear when mom was nearby. She put the fucking thrust in it too. Yeah. She was, while she was riding yeah, dad. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and she was like, I'm probably drunk, whatever. But it's like at the same time, I'm also not animating my stories about people fucking my dad. <laughs> for my sister on her bed. Anyway, there's a couple of things like that where you're like watching their dialogue happen. You're like, I don't know. That's <laughs> but the point just being is like we're planting the seeds of like... Rachel's yeah. conspiracy and we're subterfuge. planning the disconsent, right? right. Or yeah, yeah. Disconsent, yeah. <laughs> discontent. Because <laughs> it is. So now yeah. we're starting to see. It's almost like uh, lines are being drawn between Rachel and Alex, where there's literally teams, and you feel like Anna's just in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But Anna's yeah. obviously going to go with her sister because that's your sister. Right. And in that same vein, things are not adding up with Rachel. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of skip to uh, the kitchen scene. Yeah, where... this is really funny because, like, Anna is badly hammering a nail into a wall to hang a picture up. <laughs> she misses it, like, nine times <laughs> and goes straight through the drywall in every single swing. She never actually hits the nail, which was sick. And then she hangs the picture up and it's just kind of, like, three feet out there, from she was hot, hold, right. like she was putting up her mom's chalkboard yeah 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 it's like you remember how mom would leave us messages up there I'm like yeah like clean your room right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like Rachel doesn't like that Rachel's like oh, fuck okay whatever like I'm gonna let this slide you know what I mean and this is a point where I feel like the dialogue really mattered for kind of switch like making sure those lines are divided because Rachel makes a very interesting comment about Alex mm-hmm. where, and actually it was the first time we hear the word was, mm-hmm. and I didn't even think about that right. until just now. Mm-hmm. But uh, when she's talking to Anna about how Alex was you know, disrespectful for, to her father and yeah, to yeah. me and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and she was like the quote unquote bad kid. Right. And Alex is like sitting in this room at this point, or had she exited at this point? No, I think she was she, still there. Was she still there? Okay, I was pretty sure too. Or was she? Right. And so it was one of those like, you know, more division, right? Right. More discourse. But we also see her trying to, or we see Rachel trying to bring her to the dark side yeah yeah yeah. and she's just like i knew you know you were so Mm ladylike and polite still waters run yeah whatever the fuck that line was was like whatever the fuck that means she's the strong one yeah (laughs) you're the strong one Mm. thanks dreamworks (laughs) why are you talking to me like a waterbender right now (laughs) um and it's funny too so like uh alex and anna kind of like run out because the um, or Rachel's like, will you help me with this? They're like, no. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not hungry. (laughs) They leave, and as they're walking around the front side of the garden, uh, Anna is just like, I was really hammering with my eyes closed. I was like, that's (laughs) that's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's great. It's like, it's those little things, like, like, and everybody did shit like this, right? Sure. Like, when your parents or whoever the fuck was over or was pissing you off, you would deliberately, like, create chaos you know oh, I, I mean? pretend to not hear shit all the time. I'm 30 years yeah. old and I still do yeah. that. <laughs> People are like, John! I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so Alex and Anna decide to go swimming at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt shows up. They have a they have a couple of like lines of dialogue and that kind of thing. Again, it's all ancillary at this point. But like sure. Matt shows up again on his speedboat. He parallel parks it again, which is just it's just... I'm unfamiliar with what this looks like. This is probably like a normal technique that boat drivers do <laughs> to dock their boat. Yeah, you know? I don't have money for a boat. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. Um, I'm telling you, catamaran, someday. Right. <laughs> you want to plug Patreon one more time? Or... <laughs> no, we'll get to that. You just did. <laughs> so yeah, like Matt, Matt shows what, up. What are we, Hulu? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Five minutes and then two minutes of commercials. Yeah. Um, fuck Hulu. So Matt admits that he saw everything that night, though. And that's a big triggering point for Anna because she's like, oh, here's like a third party, quote unquote. Right. That that's this when is, he, uh, Rachel comes down and actually and says, like, no, we, yeah. you, you, we don't want you coming over here. I guess she overheard or whatever. I'm sure she overheard. She's overhearing really yeah. everything. Right. She's everywhere. Rachel is fucking <laughs> like terrifying Elizabeth Banks. Wait for her to like come up behind the post in the water and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With like a scuba, <laughs> like, like James Bond. <laughs> you know, what I mean? she's got she's got the whole rig and everything. But this is a this is a point for Anna where she realizes, okay, cool. If I get like, I know that that stepmom has just deliberately told this guy to never come to this house right. again, and that's confirming what I'm suspecting. But if I can just get him alone for a little while, I can hear that like. That affirmation from him How that do I'm. I get you alone? <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of it for that scene. I guess, I guess like Anna just like goes back and you know Alex Again, is like just... just somewhere in the lake at this point or whatever. Yeah. But like Anna just like exits. Right. It's just another instance of them sowing that discontent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I still and... don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like it's funny because that plays against the audience mm-hmm. as well throughout this entire movie it's, really well it's deliberate subterfuge oh and it's awesome yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and if you're and that's the thing too is like if you're not paying attention which i'll be very honest i wasn't mm-hmm. in this movie i was really excited to like not pay attention during a movie yeah i know yeah i was mad that i took notes i got halfway through and i was like dude i've seen this <laughs> why am i taking it? <laughs> But yes, we're we're getting to the point where like the story is develop is developing so well, and we cut to the first like family time that we've had mm-hmm. and at least seen since the movie started, and it is Alex, Anna, Rachel, and Father Stephen, mm-hmm. and they're just like sitting around watching something. They actually yeah. never show you, which is kind of weird because in a lot of horror movies, mm-hmm. I almost really enjoy how often they'll show you what they're watching. It's a really important like plot point for establishing like the time period or perhaps mm-hmm. an Easter egg or something like that. It's a great conduit for that from yeah, the directorial absolutely. standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. Like John Carpenter's uh Halloween three, they're watching Halloween one. Right. In uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy's watching Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Like I love shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um but anyways 
So we're watching it, and I think it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, it's time for everybody to go to bed, and then we have our second instance of the jingling of the bells. Yeah, we have another dream sequence here, and it's obviously a dream, but it's like Anna is very much like present in this one, and this time we're walking to the boathouse, mm -hmm. right? There is, I forget what the catalyst is, I, I want to say it was like some kind of like fire flicker or something like that, but mm -hmm. there was another moment where it like triggered that memory of like what, you know, like that night, right? Right. It's uh, like a, yeah, another yeah, like yeah. glimpse at that memory that she can't quite like establish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but mom comes out from, I'm just going to go and say under the floorboards. <laughs> <laughs> but mom is there and she appears. I can't remember where she came from. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But um, she points up the hill because the boathouse is downhill. Like obviously right. like at water level and everything. And just screams, murderer! Murderer! <laughs> yes. And she started... Actually, I think that was in the house, wasn't it? This was in the boathouse because she's pointing up. Where oh, I thought she was pointing directly up. So she's pointing up she's towards pointing the up house. She's pointing up towards the house where Rachel is standing. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Anna screams and Alex is like right outside the door again for some fucking reason and like opens the door. It's like, hey, are you okay? I'm not fucking okay. Mom was here. She screamed murderer and pointed at that bitch. <laughs> Also, my hands have fucking marks on them from being burned. Like, right. please help me. Right. Totally. So they they converse and they decide it's pretty obvious that mom's trying to tell us that Rachel killed her. Yeah. Right. That and Ra Alex really jumps on board with it pretty quickly. If not, gaslights Anna a little bit more. You know? It's one of those like Palpatine moments. See? Yeah. The Jedi are taking over. <laughs> you know? We're goading right now. Yeah. G-O-A-D. Yeah. Not no. yeah, we don't goat with a T. Okay. <laughs> That's Patreon exclusive content. That's terrifying content. <laughs> you know, we have Alex and Anna, like you're saying, they're like conversing and being like, okay, well... Uh, Rachel is asking them through the bathroom door, hey, do you want to go? And again, very, very clever with the way they're using their grammar. Hey, do you want to go to town with me and maybe get some lunch uh -huh. and hang out? And then it's like Alex and Anna are talking to each other. And right. Alex is like, uh, you should go with her because I'll stay here. I got a hangover coming anyway. I've been drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which she doesn't respond to. Right. But also in my head, she was like, I, I think the direct line from Alex was, I am already having a hangover and I'm anticipating a headache later. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the headache is, is the, the hangover. hangover. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I'm hungover. Can't wait for that headache in 11 seconds. She's just yeah. like snorting ibuprofen. Right, 100%. Yeah, but the, the way it was delivered from Rachel's perspective was, there was kind of a pause and it's like... Mm. Well, what do you say, Anna? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Anna's like, okay, fine. Because like you were like about to say too, was that, uh, you know, uh, Alex, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Alex can stay and kind of mm -hmm. like pick up some evidence and some Go clues and shit. Right, 100%. <laughs> and Anna's like, okay, I just have to find something cute to wear. Again, playing the part. We're going to like yeah. not let stepmom in on the fact that like this is a... Uh, we're conspiring. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> um, so we get a scene cut and we are in everybody's favorite restaurant in every small town and that's the diner slash convenience oh, yeah. store slash grocery store. Especially yeah. if there's like a fucking uh, pharmacy in yeah. the back. That's the energy I'm here for. Yeah, the, the, the dude was was like butchering steak at that point Dude, too and everything and it was just like yes i'm just saying if i can get an egg salad sandwich a malt and oxycontin in the same building 
like, you did it, man. You had you had the megastorm. 2009 was a vibe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't fucking burned the 90s to the ground That's what, yet. Well, I'm, my point being that, like, I'm 31 now, and I totally understand why people, like, still live in the past. Like, once they hit a certain stage of adulthood, it's like, no, it was just better back then. That's because it was. <laughs> yeah. We weren't living in nuclear war. Yeah. We had it, but we weren't living in it. <laughs> 100%. We didn't know. We didn't know it was fucking co- Yeah. It was dope. But anyway. So we actually have uh, Anna while we're in the diner slash store slash pharmacy slash sex dungeon. I don't know what they had downstairs. But uh, we had uh, Anna walk into the back where they're doing meat butchery and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And that is where pretty boy Matt works. Matt just happens to work here. So it's like, okay, cool. This is my moment to finally, (laughs) you know. Because Anna and Rachel had had a conversation prior to this that was alluding to like, Everybody's got a past. We all have regrets. And she's like cold staring. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. It was 2009. You're right. Um, But yeah, dude. And so Anna is like, I have everything but proof. So I'm going to talk to the guy that was there that night. Right. You know what I mean? Because he's kept trying to tell her what's been going on. Right. And she's been cut off every time. Yeah. And it happens again in this scene. We get a little more information. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he, he, I think this is where he says something to the effect of like, that fire wasn't an accident. Yeah. That like triggers that in her head and that kind of thing. So she's got another glimpse of that memory from that night and everything. Right in the nick of time, Rachel shows up and is like, uh, 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 no, no, uh, not uh, today. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking packs the words out of the air. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So they leave. They like, she like deletes it. Yeah. And honestly, this is probably my favorite part in the movie. This is where the best line of dialogue occurs. Yeah, Yeah. so we have Anna walks back into the house, and as she's walking in, uh, Rachel and Father Stephen are having this conversation about, like, I don't know, I don't think I've really reached her yet, Mm. and this, that, and the other. I lost her for a second, I thought it was gonna go south, and that kind of thing, all all that kind of shit, so it's like And Anna's just like, whatever, fuck off, and she goes upstairs to find (laughs) Alex. That's the point! (laughs) She goes to find Alex, and Alex is like, she like, opens the door, and Alex is like, ah! Mm. (laughs) And she's like, going through all of Rachel's laundry, and she pulls Mm. it out, just goes, uh... Where's the stripper pole? She's like, she's like a crack whore without the dignity. (laughs) And that line hits so hard. Yeah, (laughs) this shit hits so hard. Fuck them hoes. (laughs) Fuck them hoes. Um, so then we get into, I do um, want to talk about like her, like vengeful moment being like D battery, uh, her vibrator she pulls the fucking, she pulls the D out of the D. Hey, that was incredible. Hey, hey. <laughs> that was a big fucking vibrator, dude. <laughs> It was so funny because we were Elizabeth wa- Banks. Holy shit! <laughs> we were wa- while she's fucking, <laughs> she's fucking. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, we were watching it. Eric was like, "Oh no, she put they pulled the battery out of her dildo." I was like, "No, they pulled the battery out of her vibrator. Now, now it's, it's just a dildo." A dildo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and actually, there's a scene uh, to explain the. Uh, the size of the vibrator. Yeah. Um, so it's in modern family mm-hmm. and she's talking to, uh, she like picked up some guy, I guess her character in that show is phenomenal. Yeah. 
and she's about to give birth because her water breaks like at Mitch and Cam's wedding. And she just like holds on to her boyfriend and goes, they've only been together for like, you know, four or five months or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's like, sometimes, honey, when the baby is premature, it comes out black. (laughs) (laughs) So if you needed that riddle solved. (laughs) Heard on that. I've got you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, and I will say the only thing we didn't touch on in the diner scene was red haired girl dropping milk. Yeah. Yeah. There was the red haired girl dropping milk with the two other boys Mm. on either side of her. Um, so now we are, we're caught up here and we're, we're having another, like it's nighttime. Are we going to get a dream sequence? Mm -hmm. No, he fucking does that. Like I'm talking about Matt, like does that Clarissa explains it all shit. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I'm going to put the ladder up against the window and I'm going to climb up and we're going to have this talk now. Right. uh, Like before he actually climbs up, we do have the dream of her. And this was the coolest shot in the entire movie to me. And it was, we're back in the diner and it's the little girl and she turns around on the stool and she's holding a glass of milk and she drops the milk and as the milk glass hits the floor, it turns to blood. Uh Uh-oh. It was so cool. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It was so fucking cool. Murderer. (laughs) Murderer. But yeah, we get into, uh, I guess boyfriend sliding up the yeah DMs. and to be fair like i don't know what their relationship is they kiss in this sequence here but basically like matt is talking about like all of this is like they're they're trying to play this game mm-hmm. right this yeah. is all a farce this is what really happened right, right. you know it was all a game <laughs> <laughs> word up magazine well and we get this and I, I do love, like, these transitional scenes where you yeah. have, like... It's like the Deadites, right? Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Boyfriend Matt, or Fuck Boy Matt, Boy yeah. Toy Matt, whatever whatever role he plays here. And he starts, like, making out with her. Mm-hmm. And he was like... Essentially, like, something along the lines of, like, my back hurts. Mm-hmm. And, like, as we get this shot where they start making out, starts putting her hand on his backside... And his spinal column is like three inches outside right. of his fucking back. And I'm just like, I bet it does, buddy. Yeah, that looks like that hurts. You look yeah. like you're paralyzed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it like starts splitting and contorting and we get the weird like curve of the spine that's happening horizontally instead of like forward and everything. <laughs> and it's like, okay, this isn't cool, right? He falls to the floor and Guys, he Guys, something move. not so chill is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hold me. Hold me, Anna. Hold me. You know, he's like choking these words out. And that guy, yeah, well, his, it was kind of gross. His like, like his like skeleton is separating from itself and everything. I would say that wasn't even the gross part. It was just the desperation. I'm just oh, like, I'm not into desperate guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Fucking leave yeah, it in. Yeah, so yeah. we... Uh, <laughs> so we get up the next morning. She goes back to bed, I guess. Yeah. And uh, we get up. Matt's back is fine. Right. And she's like, okay, it was all a dream because it's daytime now, right? And she goes back and it's like high noon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Because it was like midnight black outside. And then she like goes outside of her bedroom door and slams the door and it's fucking like. It's like 11 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) She goes back in. Matt is gone. And then we receive news from, was it. 
the dad who did or did or did we just cut scene well she looked out the window oh that's right that's right she looked out the window and there is a uh paramedic helicopter that is like there's like a boat like a search boat and a couple of like officials and authority figures around and they are pulling matt's body out from the water and he's blue and drowned Mm. and everything and it's just like oh fuck yeah so we have we have alex and anna who are like on the scene right And, you know, now they've already kind of had their suspicions about Rachel, and this is just kind of confirming it for them, where she was Mm -hmm. like... She told him not to come back. Yeah, she and she was, and she heard us over-talking, or over-speaking about fucking whatever (laughs) for her mom being murdered or blown up or and shit, and she's like, I really think that she did it. And Mm -hmm. the best part was the fucking, uh, the cop that comes onto the scene... Who is like, yeah, so he, we're pretty sure he hit a piece of timber and hey, it broke his a piece back. of timber. <laughs> I'm like, he hit a piece of timber yeah. in the middle of this lake yeah. and just snapped his spinal cord. I don't want to meet the piece of timber that can break somebody's back in the middle of a lake. You know what I mean? Like 20 feet from shore. Yeah. What the fuck? You're telling me that this dude's boat was going so fast that it ejected him when it hit a piece of timber, yeah. and then he hit another piece of timber. That's a whomping willow. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, he got whomped. Yeah, he got whomped for it, kill number one, incidentally. Kill number two. Kill number two. Kill number two. Yeah, who was the first kill? Mom. Oh, true. <laughs> Mom is totally a kill true. on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no matter who you think it is at this point right. in the movie, everyone's kind of deduced that mom was mm-hmm. murdered. Mom was not from within suicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Explosions and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is where Anna kind of takes it upon herself. Because, like, Rachel comes out and it's like, oh, it's so terrible. Oh, I'm going to go make breakfast. <laughs> you know? She was doing that smile thing I was right. talking about where it's just like, uh, again, from Modern Family, yeah. fucking uh, Claire, or Claire's character, uh, played by Julie Bowen, who was amazing. She was, like, trying to talk to Luke about his old friend that had died, yeah. and she's smiling the whole time. <laughs> and that that vibe was so real. <laughs> from Elizabeth Banks, she's like, oh, she's got this shit-eating grin. <laughs> she's, like, holding the knife. <laughs> But that's kind of what was happening. And, like, Anna takes it upon herself to finally, like, confess to Dad, hey, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend murdered Mom and Matt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Dad's like, oh, I don't think she did either of those things. Oh, I don't know about any of that. You know what I mean? Anna, I think you need to go take your Ativan. Yeah. (laughs) Preferably the butt Ativan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's, there's a couple of, like, uh, notably, like, the kitchen is, like, five feet away from their front porch, which yeah. is always sick. Because um, Rachel is, like, standing in the shot, like, cutting, like, bell peppers. Like, <laughs> watching them have this conversation and everything. <laughs> yeah. And um, Alex has been, like, you know, removed from the scene, like, told. Like, Alex is here, too, like you mentioned. And she's mm. like, go away. Go help in the kitchen. She comes back and, like, all right, we're going to run some background checks. Yep. Yeah. I put it as research montage. Right. Now we're going to make a montage. Montage. It is like literally just different cuts of the house that are mm-hmm. moving like parallel to the screen. They used they're... every phone in the house for some reason <laughs> instead of just the one. <laughs> so they're calling all these places like 
Have you heard of Rachel Summers? Do you know who Rachel Summers is? Can you spell is? that last name? Yeah, it's Summers as in ass like Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was so just <laughs> Alex was, had some Alex got jokes, dude. Like that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Like Alex was quipping during this movie. For it some, was awesome. for someone that I'll make a point about here towards the end. Yeah. She definitely had the best dialogue of the, movie, yeah. of the entire movie. Yeah. Um, so we get through our research montage and we start re- putting piecing together that there is... Have we seen the pearls yet? Uh, nope. No, because we... Okay, so they do their research. They believe that her name is Mildred something. Yeah. Kemp? Well, well uh, something like that. Kemp. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kemp. Sorry. Mildred Kampf. <laughs> so, uh, as they're doing their research on, I guess, like, an Apple computer in 2009, mm-hmm. Alex is pointing out the fact that Mildred Kemp, who murdered the kids that Anna is seeing, yeah. is someone who disappeared and was never caught. Right. And now we're just like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's all starting to unfold. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I was like, I guess the internet would tell you that. I try to just look up fucking car parts sometimes, man. And like, it gets confused. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the most narrow thing in the world. That was a quick case crack for somebody that had never <laughs> been seen again. Right. So like, we're starting to piece it together. And this uh, woman, Mildred had been involved with like the stabbing of these children and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It was like this she obsession. She would trank them right. with horse tranquilizer right. and then stab them. Right. I'm like, just stab me, you coward. But <laughs> the, I know. And the main thing, though, is that there was an obsession with the rich father or husband of the right. family. Right. right. And so we're like, okay, we have our person. Yeah. Right. You blow rich we, people we and you kill children. We can't find anybody named Rachel Summers on the, you know, on the, <laughs> they, they're calling like all the hospitals too in yeah. the area and like really like doing like the hard and fast research and shit. So it's apparent at this point that like, yes, this is our person. She has done shit in the past. That's what she meant in the diner when she said that like, I have a past. Everybody has regrets and things like that. You know what I mean? So now we come to a point where Anna decides to just directly confront Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. It's time to bring all this to a head. I know what you did last summer. You know what I mean? All that shit. And she is... I Googled um, you! <laughs> Rachel is getting primped and polished for this dinner party that's about, that's supposed to happen tonight that's like effectively like functioning as like the book launch, the official right. launch for dad, Stephen. Mm. Boyfriend, husband, whatever. And I think there were like multiple publishers there. So it was one of those things where yeah. like... When the, if this takes off, the next book People can go had to you. People flown yeah. in to come to this party. It's a big deal, right? <laughs> so she's still trying to play devil's advocate with all this mm-hmm. and is like also trying to be like wary of Anna. Like mm-hmm. this person, Anna, probably has the capacity to fuck tonight up for my boyfriend. <laughs> and that's the angle she's coming at. So she gives her some lipstick. She like you know, puts like these pearls around mm-hmm. her. It's like, you know, talking about like, I always think these scenes are weird. They are. And <laughs> that's when Anna decided to, to dump it on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Rachel that I know what's going on. And the point that I was making was you never tell somebody that, you know, like you never tell somebody that, you know, that they're lying and masquerading when they have something wrapped around your neck and they're standing behind you. <laughs> it's a weird flex. Cause that, you know, she had the pearls around her neck and everything. So it was just, it's a weird time to bring that up. 
And Rachel even acknowledges it because she like pulls those pearls mm-hmm. a little bit tight. You know what I mean? And this is one of the first instances that I'll talk about towards the end of this where the lines blur a little mm-hmm. bit in this movie, which is really mm-hmm. cool. It's really Because this part- is a psychological mystery horror at the mm-hmm. end of the day, right? Yeah. And it definitely alludes to some really cool concepts mm-hmm. throughout this movie. Definitely. Um, and then we get into the light choking. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, personally, I'm into heavy choking. So like, <laughs> Actual choking. Yeah, this was like soft core to me. Right, yeah. <laughs> Stepmom, no! Yeah, no, totally. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, she starts to tighten the pearls, and then she like kind of just loosens mm-hmm. it. And she's just like... She starts talking about something that she actually refers to later on in the movie, about uh-huh. how she had always wanted a daughter. And actually, no, this was the scene where she was talking about how she had already spoken to the father about sending her back to the ward yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah because there have been too many instances of you clearly not being like high functioning for like you're ready to come back to society in mm-hmm. our opinion you know so it's like yeah and it's the typical trope of like we are gaslighting the person because they had something traumatic happen mm-hmm. and they can't cope with the real world right. you know and yeah. it's just it's so we're all... going to manipulate that to make yeah. them feel like they're continuing <laughs> to be incapable of doing so right but to us, it was one of the first, uh, like, half reveals, mm-hmm. almost, where you feel like she is already trying to get rid of her. Yeah. Because she doesn't answer mm-hmm. any of the questions that she was asking. Because the first thing that Anna asks is, what's your real name? Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, bitch, mm-hmm. choke. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop talking. You know what I mean? So that happens. And yeah, so now we're hard and fast in a like book launch party. Uh, Anna has uh, dolled herself up and like to the point that like dad even like remarks on it. Like, look at you. You look fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying like your boyfriend just died. yesterday or today you look great baby you know you're doing great you know what I mean it's fucking it was so that was one of those I hated him anyways it was one of those tongue in cheek kind of like jokey you know what I mean it was like I appreciated the dark humor involved in it Um, but she is um, well he says like why don't you go help her in the kitchen it would mean a lot to her Rachel's working really hard she doesn't feel like she fits in because she comes from poverty Mm -hmm. she's around all these hoity-toity bastards that are judgmental people their whole job is to be judgmental right (laughs) they are publishers (laughs) can I get a I don't know can you yeah exactly So Anna hits the kitchen and uh, keep in mind this exchange happened like 45 minutes ago, right? So like Anna is in the kitchen with Rachel and Rachel's like, "Ah, what? I just wanted to know if you needed some help. Okay, open the fucking oven and get the roast out, right? And get in the oven. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Rachel puts the roast on the table and skewers it and drops it, and drops it on that cutting board. It, there's probably a proper name and you can educate me on this, but it no, has it was just a cutting board. But what was, what was cool about it was it was actually it one had, of the ones with pipes, right? It had pipes in it to keep the meat from moving. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's a couple of like weird, again, more dark humor, the nicest caterers, don't use those. <laughs> I believe it. I, totally, I believe that that was a plot point purely to illustrate that this woman has a violent side to her, like oh, the way yeah, that she yeah. moves the knife and the pitchfork and those everything. Those are probably nails she put into. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Completely customized. You're just shaving <laughs> iron into your fucking bias. <laughs> um, so then she winds up leaving the room, and she's kind of a bitch about a lot of it. And I get yeah. that she's stressed out, but she's like. 
take the trash out, you whore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what I took away from it. Yeah. <laughs> and she, uh, Anna, is just like, I'm try- this is for my dad, right? Yeah. I'm not going to get any more information out of her tonight or anything. Let me just play the part and we'll get through this. So she opens the trash bag, um, probably, like, presumably hoping to find some body parts in there again to validate that she, you know what I mean? Or at the very least, just double-checking that there aren't any in there, <laughs> right? And this tomato sauce can falls out and rolls under the fucking stove and leaves that like <laughs> that godforsaken trail of tomato sauce on white tile that you're just like, okay, thanks God. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub. Yay, God. <laughs> so she reaches under there and redhead girl is underneath the, the oven, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And she lurches at her. Anna recoils and slams against the island in the kitchen. And the roast falls off of the countertop because onto it's the an, floor. it's an island. Right. That's why yeah. islands are bad. Right. <laughs> and Rachel comes in. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? She's, you lost your fucking she mind. She is holding the fork and she comes at Anna like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You know. Okay. It was loud enough that not only did dad hear, but so did everybody else in that party. And dad walks into Rachel holding a knife like inches from Anna's face. The better part was that it was the skewer fork. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she had two prawns like six inches away from her titty. And she stabs the roast on the floor and puts it back on the, like, I guess those fucking pikes don't work. No. Because. <laughs> well, they're also like three centimeters right. out from the fucking wood. <coughs> so that's a useless invention. Whoever came up with that. I didn't know islands moved like that anyway, that you could bump into it and shit oh, would just yeah. fall off of the island. The so. island right there that you can see, yeah. if you pushed it hard enough, you would probably break my cabinet. Okay, cool. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> but yeah, so the party is a massive flop, I guess, yeah. like judging by the body language. And you even brought to, it yeah. yeah, you even brought it up how it was like there's no reason to cancel the party. And I was like, Yeah, just order pizza. Like it's fine. You know what I mean? The roast also isn't bad. As someone who works and like in a kitchen, I would never serve somebody something off the floor. In my own home, I would eat it. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, right. I know how clean my floor is. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I don't know, man. It was just kind of a weird, also, like... that was like a seven-pound roast. Yeah. How the fuck are mm-hmm. you going to throw away seven... That was, she threw away, like, fucking $70 worth of meat. I'm Trash like, can's not even empty. Yeah. She never took the trash out. She never... No, she took the trash out of it. There's not a bag in there anymore. Oh, okay. You can't even put the fucking shit in the trash can. You gotta eat it. <laughs> we now have but one choice. I just pour an A1 over it. Uh, I made this blend sauce of fucking... It's... it's <laughs> Food Lion brand steak sauce. It is A1 and Heinz 57 and ketchup. <laughs> it's just like, it would have been fine. I promise you. It would have been fucking fine. You'll taste the difference. <laughs> is there hair in this? Yeah, it's yes. more hair. We have uh, a golden retriever. <laughs> At least you can see those. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, so... Back back to the plot. <laughs> uh, so the party's a flop. Yeah. And then, like, it's so weird because, like, everyone's leaving and the dad's being so congenial about it with everybody. He's like, 
oh, well, you know, I'm going to go out to New York tomorrow. I'm going to fly out. Mm. Everything's going to be fine. Now dad has to go talk to the publishers on their terms and everything. It's like, ugh. And this is the worst part for me. Like, and I'm saying this is not apparent. And in that same vein, I could not imagine everything that my daughter has just been through Mm -hmm. and my other daughter has been through at this point. Mm -hmm. They both objectively hate your girlfriend to the point where they all just had a fucking meltdown in front of this party on the biggest night of your like current career. You know what I mean? Yeah, and get you're just gonna leave. Get a hundred percent. Let's leave them all in a house together to sort this out, right? <laughs> I'm gonna put them all. The in a real box. world could never. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there has never been that much beef on like shit TV as would be happening in that house over the course of however long he would be gone in New York, right? So th- that yeah, that's a total like just a miss from a plot standpoint, right? And so we get up the next day and he fucking leaves. And he totally leaves. Yeah, yeah. He, he just fucking leaves, and then we have. Um, it's also it's also really shitty because like this is also the day that Matt's funeral yes. is. So it's yeah. like you are my parental support unit at this point. He leaves like ten minutes before, before they the need funeral. To leave. They yeah. are wearing the black clothing that they're gonna wear to the funeral and everything at this point. You know what I mean? So that implies that like Rachel drove them <laughs> to this funeral and they all were sad together after you know what I mean? Well, and Rachel also makes a again like that shit eating grin comment where she goes Everybody make sure to look nice. I want to look like a family. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, uh-huh. Uh-huh. this psycho yeah. bitch is my type. <laughs> Keep it in the family, dude. <laughs> but yeah, the red haired girl is there. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, Anna follows her up a hill to another like level of the graveyard mm-hmm. where, and notably the redhead girl is like, on either side of her are two boys that are mm-hmm. the same age and they're holding hands and walking up the cell, which is super fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we get up to this graveyard and they disappear and <coughs> Anna begins kind of taking the dead leaves away from like the tombstone heads and everything. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are like underground and they're like at ground level and shit. And it's like blank, right, blank, right, blank, mm-hmm. right looks up and it's like the right family grave or whatever and you go oh shit these were the kids that Mildred murdered <laughs> right so it's more affirmation for Anna now that the reason mm-hmm. she's having these visions of these children and that kind of thing is because they're directly tied to Rachel who she presumes is Mildred right, right? we're so, dealing with Dr. Death right 100% <laughs> I drain his balls and I kill his kids <laughs> Twice. It's just actually. Liliana the Veil energy. <laughs> yeah. So we get back to the house and we get to. Uh, I can't believe that Halloween ends ripped off this quote from another. Oh, movie. no way. Okay. Yeah. This ends tonight. Uh-huh. That's literally the fucking. <laughs> that's the whole tagline. Yeah. No, never mind. It was Evil Dies Tonight. I'm sorry for everybody that I just got in a tizzy for that. Actually, you know, know what? People I'm are not. So, Fuck you. No, because like people are already overly sensitive about Halloween ends. Yeah. Like, just like yeah. real shit. Like, if you like that movie, great. If you didn't like that movie, like, okay, great. We yeah. can move on. You know? <laughs> Personally, I'm super middle of the road and feel empty yeah. inside. There are like... fives in the world, too. <laughs> totally. Uh, but anyways, 
Uh, so the sisters are like, this has to end tonight. Totally. We, can, we cannot continue to do this. So uh, Alex does this thing where she goes on the outside of her own house, of her own house <laughs> to climb around to another <laughs> open window. Yeah. To her room? The strategically placed open windows to add... <laughs> A hundred percent. It's so fucking funny because this is this is the point. The first time I'm watching this, I'm, I'm like, I don't know about Alex either. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's kind of where I was at with it. Yeah. And then we get Anna, who is did she? Well, she hears the struggle, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's a thud. There's yeah. it's it's not like audible. Like it's just a. Kind of like the the sound that a body would make when it hit the floor. Right? right. So she climbs up the staircase and everything and like goes to investigate and um, makes her way into Rachel's room mm-hmm. first. And Rachel approaches her with the pearls, right? Right. And there's that, you caught me. This is what you're looking for. You can go to the police, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And so Anna reaches out and grabs the pearls, and Rachel comes on the other side. I caught him with the right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hit him with the trank. <laughs> yeah. With a fucking horse trank in her right hand. And Anna narrowly escapes. I think there, uh, what she hit her with like cologne or perfume or something like that. And like, yeah, it was a perfume bottle. Yeah, yeah. Enough to like knock um, Rachel to the ground, and she runs into Alex's room, and mm-hmm. Alex has been cut on her wrist. Which is notable because Anna also has wrist scars from her suicide attempts and everything. Right. But uh, she has also been tranked. Alex has, mm-hmm. I should say, has been tranked at this point. She's like, help me. Right. And so there's that. There's <laughs> that. Pinky swear, which is an allusion to earlier in the movie. Totally. That yeah. you're going to leave and fucking take care right. of this shit. And so Anna, or yeah, Anna jumps through, like, not jumps, but she like exits through the open window yeah. and drops down and like gets in the car and tries to leave. Forgets them. how to drive. Right. <laughs> Yeah, automatic <laughs> transmissions are not difficult. <laughs> but um, Yeah, it almost transmits itself. <laughs> it's amazing how that works, isn't it? But Rachel is there. She, like, slams on the, Anna, you know, right? <laughs> and tries to climb in the car, but Anna speeds off in the nick of time. And you're talking about, like, how the stun woman, like, just fucked this scene up. Just like <laughs> It's not even that she fucked it up. She was just so upset that this is the scene. Because mm. the, the, uh, Rachel's character had to hold on to the car while it was driving away. And she did like this 12 foot high fucking tack roll mm-hmm. from being pulled by the car. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking to myself, like, I really hope that asphalt is soft fun. Because like, it's so, it was so awful to watch. <laughs> that poor person got paid like 40 bucks to do that. <laughs> She's but, gonna email us like it was forty grand, you stupid bitch. I know. That's cool. <laughs> I think so. I think that's cool. I'd like to know. Um, but the point being that Anna is escaping to the police station at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And it's time to tell the cops. This is what I know. This is the information. Mildred fucking Kemp. Here are the pearls. And the cops like, oh yeah, Mildred Kemp. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. I'm going to go get the boys on this. We'll figure this out. No, like my sister is currently like bleeding and tranquilized in her room. And I got to make sure that like she's safe and that kind of thing. He's like, no one will be harmed tonight, Anna. Don't you worry. And he like, (laughs) (laughs) and he like leaves his office and turns the light off. And like Anna goes to bed in the fucking police officer's office, like just on his couch or whatever. I can't even sleep in public. I couldn't imagine sleeping in a police station. In another human's office. Like what the fuck? And so, like, she goes to sleep and she has another dream sequence, but this time it's of mom Mm -hmm. the way she was before the explosion. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is normal mom, right? <laughs> Pre-EXP mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's like, I love you. You know, that kind of like moves in closer. Mom, is it really you? And all that shit. And it turns out it's Rachel. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Rachel isn't alone. Rachel has the police officer with her and helps hold <laughs> Anna down while she while she tranquilizes her. And this is the part of the movie where I've surrendered everything. I was like, I do not have all the information. Right. <laughs> because there is no version of this where a police officer mm-hmm. who be- believed that this person was like a murderer that had like changed their identity would allow them to come into their headquarters and their office and tranquilize Block the proof. girl. Right. You know what I mean? With no circumstantial evidence whatsoever. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just one of those like, uh, okay, and here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where the plot really starts to line up a little it bit. It starts accelerating a, long, for, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I will be honest. Usually I'm really good at reading plots and it's funny because I've seen this movie before yeah. and like still wasn't sure where we were You were probably were at yelling yet. at people in the front row that wouldn't stop fucking talking or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk. I'll talk about that on Patreon. <laughs> Hell yeah! If you guys want our review of Aquamarine, <laughs> let's do I'll, it. I'll give it to you. <laughs> Axe, go give it to you. Go give it to. You. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So we have Anna freaking out as she's getting trained, mm-hmm. and then she gets brought into her bedroom, mm-hmm. and she's got like. Notably, Rachel is the only person here at this point. The cop is no longer even a a factor. And Rachel is, like, de-blousing Anna, which is kind of weird. Because, like, she's trained. I don't feel like you really need to. Um, I think this is a good point to spoil the movie. If you don't agree, that's fine. And we can wait on it. I want to wait. Okay. That's fine. I want to wait. I will wait. I Uh will wait for you. I do appreciate it. So anyways. Because this plot uh, twist is too good. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Uh, So anyways, uh, we have this moment where she's like trying to reach for the knife Mm -hmm. and she's drugged on her bed. Because there's a knife on her bedside table for some reason. Well, it knocked Jim Crow off off, off of her bedside table. You have been replaced. (laughs) Um, It's also sitting on top of dad's book and Mm -hmm. everything. And so there's like that. There's the symbolism That symbolism was sick to me. But um, Rachel turns her back, right? Mm -hmm. And you have that moment. She comes back around. And like she's reaching for the knife and can't reach it, and Rachel comes back towards her. Just stops her from grabbing the knife. Yeah. And over her shoulder, you see who? Alex, my fucking girl. Sneaking up. And she's just with that final girl energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. (laughs) And then we have Anna passes out. Yeah. And she wakes back up, everyone's gone. And she opens the door and there's this trail of fucking blood. There is so much blood. So we as the audience are like, oh my god, Alex is dead. Right. (laughs) Because Rachel's a fucking Uh psycho. Yeah, totally. There are gallons of blood on the floor. (laughs) And it's right down the stairs. I was literally more grossed out than anything that was in Terrifier 2. Than just the fact of her walking on the blood-soaked carpet steps in bare feet. I was like, oh, that's so 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 grimy. It's so grimy. The roast is on the floor still. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not eating that. It's just covered in ketchup. (laughs) You know what? You're right. It's that Heinz. (laughs) (laughs) So now we have Anna's walking down the stairs. And she goes down. She walks out the front door. And the the trail of blood. The, it's really funny too because they have so many floodlights that just uh, click right. on yeah. 
Constantly they also have a small team. dumpster, which I guess is normal for people who live on islands, too. Yeah, actually, they just come up with a boat. You push it down <laughs> once a week. Trash <laughs> boat. <laughs> oh my god, they're in Staten Island. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> that was good. Nice. Uh, she, we got there. She comes down the stairs and opens up the... Um, the tra- the giant trash receptacle, mm-hmm. and we all think that it's gonna be Alex. Alex. Right. She moves the bags out of the way, and it's just like a contorted Elizabeth Banks. Right. Like mm-hmm. fucking Rachel has been stabbed multiple times, mm-hmm. and then Alex comes up from the side. She's holding the knife, blood's dripping mm-hmm. to the ground. She's just like, "I had to do it. You know, I had to do it. Right? Like there was no mm-hmm. other way." And she's like. Not really gaslighting. It's more of like a validation. Totally. It was, it was validation. Yeah, she yeah. was saying what she needed her sister to tell her, right? Right. Yeah. And at the same time, dad gets old. <laughs> they I'm must like, be from Stanton Island yeah, yeah. because that was, a, that was a really quick trip. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, f- I flew to New York from Staten Island <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> But I'll I'll let you take this part of the plot. So here we go. Because they hold hands, whatever you do, be brave. Dad steps out of the car. What happened? Are you okay? He sees the blood covering, you know. Both of you. Right. And and there's that like moment of she didn't have blood on her before, but now she has blood on her where you go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Right. He makes the comment, you know. I actually didn't notice that. That's yeah, really hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there and, was so much blood in the scene. Right, that you I just sort <laughs> of assumed, yeah. But um, he he approaches her and she says, the fire wasn't an accident. Well, what do you mean the fire was yeah. an accident? Well, me and Alex have been doing research on this. Have been doing research? With who? Alex. <laughs> Your sister, Alex? Yes, my sister, Alex. She's right here. Alex has been dead since the fire. She died in the explosion. And there's that moment where the camera pans. It's behind Dad, but it turns, and Anna is the one holding the knife, and Mm -hmm. Alex is not there. And they do a handful of scenes where they it was like reshot Mm -hmm. with that in mind. And that was really fucking cool. She's recounting everything. And this is where it becomes clear to me that this is an incredibly well-written movie. Especially when you go back and watch it a second time. They allude to it a little bit in those scenes. (laughs) But like every single instance of Alex being in a scene, having a conversation with Anna, when Alex says anything, we talked about it prior, like the bathtub scene and everything, you know, Alex was never acknowledged or replied Mm -hmm. to. Alex was an extension of Anna's subconscious and her own way of like working herself through the fact that Rachel is the one who murdered their mom. She remembers the memory is complete at this point, And she remembers that all of this happened because she caught dad cheating on mom while mom was still alive. On with, her deathbed. On her deathbed. <laughs> technically alive. With two daughters. Right. Cheating on her with Rachel. This was always a revenge kill scenario. Mm-hmm. When Alex, in the memory, alive Alex, right, <laughs> came back from the party that they were at at the very beginning of the movie, um, when she closed the door and exited, there was that lamp that she had brought in, knocked over yeah, and fell yeah. on the gas trail, the gasoline trail and everything that Anna was bringing up to the house to burn the house down, right? Because she was actually going to kill her father and, and Rachel. And Rachel, right. <laughs> Plot twist, she killed her Bucking mom and, and her sister. sister. Yeah, <laughs> Two for two. It's pretty much the worst case scenario. It could not have gone worse in your murder plans, right? 
So Anna realizes not only is everything that's happened completely fabricated with her mind. Maybe. Maybe. But it's also one of those things where she was the one that ultimately killed sister and mom. Right. And Rachel. And Rachel. (laughs) True. We'll just throw a kill number three in there. Kill number fucking three, Raquel. Yeah. So... And, and this is, it's so well done. This is kind of where yeah. the movie ends because they, they effectively like, you know, she absolutely goes back to mm-hmm. the ward and everything. And there's that really cool, like. And that's where it ends for me. There's this really cool, yeah. like, miniature plot twist if you want to go from here. Yeah. That, yeah. So, uh, again, back to, like, the very beginning when she's, like, leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character that we had met was like, who am I going to tell my stories to? And as the door closes, because obviously she's back in the... Or, they uh, reunite, right? Well, Anna, they reunite. Yeah. Anna's back in the asylum. And actually, I loved the scene when the psychiatrist walked by. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Anna, what are you doing here? It's so good to see you. Which is fucking weird. It's a weird thing. Because Anna. if you're back in here, that's not, that's a, good not thing. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she just goes... I took your advice. I finished what I started. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, the person across from her says something along the lines of like, good to have you back. Mm -hmm. She closes her door and says Mildred Kemp across it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh. And that's what I'm saying. That's where we get credits roll at this point and everything written. so well done written. and so here the like let's go ratings and then we'll get final thoughts okay okay uh so since this is i guess this is this it, is the first time in a while that you oh, had to yeah. re- rate a movie first uh, so. yeah um i say seven and a half just on the story okay cool easy super sick. easy yeah. easy easy yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was gonna lean towards a seven like yeah. seven and a half too um this this movie isn't horror for horror's sake it has the jump scares and the supernatural sure. elements and things like that to it that would categorize this. This is a lot closer to a psychological mystery kind of vibe. Sure. Right? You I, know I what put I mean? mystery and thriller in the same. In the same category, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. So, yeah, man. Um, the writing of this movie could take you in either direction here at the beginning. How much of what Anna was seeing and acting on do you think was really happening around horror how much do you think was fabricated however you want to word that so here's my thing and we talked about it a little bit i feel like there is a division in this movie where and i talked about it a little bit earlier in the cast where there's like that you know you have team rachel and you have team alex right but in that same vein, knowing everything that we know now, there were plenty of instances where I still feel like Rachel was the bad guy. Yeah. And it's not that she was the slasher overall mm-hmm. by True. by any means, but there was like, okay, well, how much did she allude to the fact mm-hmm. that she was the bad guy? Because when they when they spoke originally in her room, or not her or Rachel's room, when they're like getting ready for the party. Mm-hmm. They start talking, she's asking her, what's your real name? And instead of answering that question to telling somebody what they need, she just gaslit her and and started like telling her that she was the fucking problem, which ultimately she was. Uh (laughs) But that's the thing is like, if someone is like seeking information and you're like, well, you know, I always wanted to have a daughter, but yeah, but you know, but totally. now I'm not going to. Right. It's just like that's harmful rhetoric either way. Like whether exactly. whether you're sane or insane, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So I think there was a very weird line that was teetered between uh, Anna's sanity or her sanity. <laughs> Count it. <laughs> and what was really going on in the world. And yeah. it's not fair to be like, oh, well, everything was fabricated because it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't and it, feel and it, that way. And it's not just because of the way that they wrote it. Because in a lot of those movies, in a lot of these style of movies, they'll write it as though, okay, everything was discredited. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen because mm-hmm. they didn't do every scene. What Like one of the notable scenes was uh, Matt, uh, which we didn't go into, got pushed off of the cliff when he met up with Anna. That's why she had marks on her hand or her wrist, which we didn't allude to earlier and that kind of thing. There, there but, were, But a, that's what changes it. There were a lot of small details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh, okay. And that's the mark of great writing because I'm in the same camp you are from mm. the standpoint of I don't think Anna is entirely insane. No. But I also can see how the circumstances would lead her to do what she There's did. There's a reason she's in a psych ward. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So it, it's like, or at least that's what people's evaluation of right. her could be based on the circumstantial evidence, like I said, and that kind of thing. Um, one of the points, too, that I want to mention is how... Um, Rachel's character did change her name. She did have yes. a name change and that kind of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't to Mildred Kemp, obviously, because you know yeah. we know that because yeah, Mildred we Kemp met li- <laughs> lives across the hall, right, and everything. But she changed it to Rachel something last name. It doesn't matter. But the purpose of her doing that name change, the reason they couldn't find her on the record, was because Rachel had been abused by an ex mm-hmm. and had to change her name and moved for like anonymity and things like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Which was just really interesting to me because, again, you're like, but did she, though? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, was that really why she changed her name? Or was right. that just what she's telling the husband, boyfriend, mm-hmm. that she's clearly... In my head, Rachel is still a gold digger. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, and that's she's, the thing. She's, she's still, still dating a bad somebody. Character. Right. She's, she's a still bad dating person. somebody that's 30 years older than her with a giant house and two daughters, one of which is dead. The other one is in a psych ward. And mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. She still was in that house putting bells around mother's wrists and things like that and trying to like cheat on dad. I mean, that happened either way. Yeah, she, right? she no did matter, fuck the dad. Right, no matter how <laughs> so insane So she's already Anna, a bad person. Exactly, exactly. I'm sorry, like if you walk into someone's house and someone's partner is on their fucking deathbed and you fuck the other partner, right. you are a bad <laughs> right. person. You're right. a bad person. And I love that you're still not meant to have sympathy for Rachel no matter what. Right. That by association, that A plus B equals C means that you do have sympathy for Anna, mm-hmm. which means that you do acknowledge that Anna must not be entirely insane, which means are you the one that's like also <laughs> trapped in this? How much of that narrative did you believe in that? It's a masterclass in writing. Yeah. Uh, that's, it is far and away my favorite plot twist in a horror yeah. movie. It is so strong. And again, when you go back and you watch it again, you see all of those small details. How many yeah. times Alex edit, exited the conversation because Anna was back in her headspace and not reacting to her right. subconscious talking and things mm-hmm. like that. It's just like, holy fuck, it was so well and done. And even like, now that I'm thinking about it now, uh, again, you've made that comment before we started recording. Yeah. 
looking back on it now, even Anna doesn't address Alex Mm -hmm. in public situations. And that's fucking crazy. It's completely a private thing. It's a totally private thing for her and people intrude on that. And that's when Alex leaves because she has to snap back to reality. (laughs) And so that's the part of this movie where I love that it's up in the air. At the end of all this. I love that it's kind of up for the audience's interpretation of all this. Mm -hmm. That is how this shit should be written, though. Just in my take. That's my final thought on it. I mean, I think like the scores we gave it are more than justified on writing alone. But certainly performances from everybody. You mentioned like how Elizabeth did such a great job with that twisty smile Mm -hmm. that you can't quite trust and things like that. Emily Browning is fantastic as always. She always plays characters like this very well. I gave um, this movie a point lower than Terrifier. Yeah, that's what, well, that's and that's what I'm saying. And so it's like, dude, it, it's just one of those movies. I mean, like, I'll ask you this time, like, would you go back and watch it again, or would you recommend absolutely. this to somebody else? I would absolutely watch it again. Yeah. And uh, as far as recommending it to somebody else, I would. This is just me in general. Mm-hmm. Is it's usually based on the person? Sure. I don't think that this movie is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it, cause it depends. Cause I feel like there's a lot of like the hardcore horror people that just want to see Saw. This is not a true horror movie. And, and that's kind of where you I fall I mean? with that yeah. is like, there is so, there are so many elements to this movie that for me, it's horror psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And I love shit like that, but I try and hit the entire spectrum. This is for the type of person that really wants to pay attention to a movie. And go absolutely. through it, would you say? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Because it's it's one of those things where I feel like if I were trying... Like, I told you today, too. I was like, I was really trying to watch a movie where like, I didn't have to yeah, pay attention. That's my bad. And, well, I no. told you. I, I have told you so many times before, man. <laughs> I only watch movies that are hard. Yeah. That, and, <laughs> you know what I don't I mean? watch that soft-ass shit. I don't. So, you know? so there, there was, uh, you know, I think... Watching this movie was one of those things for me where if I had been like really paying attention and like trying to do John mode on it, Mm -hmm. I might have figured it out. But in that same vein, like they did such a phenomenal job. Maybe I wouldn't have. No, totally. You know, because I'm not as um, like deciphering as you are when I'm watching movies in in terms of like how I like, I guess, like predict what's coming next and that kind of thing. Um, I didn't see that coming at all. Like I had, yeah. a, I had a feeling that we hadn't been go- given all the information yet. I didn't see that level of depth to it. Yeah, yeah coming yeah. at all though. Well, they sell it so well yeah. as like Elizabeth Banks is the murderer. Totally. <laughs> like yeah. this bitch is straight mm-hmm. killing people, and they did an amazing job yeah. of that. A hundred percent. Um. But yeah, that's all the thoughts that I have on this movie. Yeah, I'm man. good too, man. Uh, the this one for me, I'm kind of in the same vein that you are in terms of like recommending it to people. But again, like if you are a fan of that mystery who done it kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you've made it all the way through this podcast, obviously like the plot <laughs> has been spoiled for you and everything. But like, do yourself a favor and go and watch it and see if you pick up on stuff that we didn't pick up on. Well, and actually, you know, the one thing I will, or not the one thing, but another thing that I will give to this movie is if you are a person that doesn't like horror and doesn't like gore and stuff like that. This is a movie that is so like, if you, if you're a person that likes paranormal activity, Mm -hmm. right, which I'll go ahead and say it out on the cast. I fucking hate paranormal activity. I think it's objectively a bad movie, Mm -hmm. 
but the box office has otherwise. Because uh, jump scares sell. And this movie is littered with them. I mean, it's honestly, absolutely like, yeah. littered with yeah. it. And in that same vein, it is a paranormal movie. So if you're to the point where like you're watching stuff like Insidious and Poltergeist mm-hmm. and shit like that, this is a movie for you. Mm-hmm. This is something that you will probably very much thoroughly enjoy. Totally. Um, Fringe horror is becoming like a, a thing too, I feel like. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, like in the last decade or so, I feel like is really like starting to pick up. Well, Terrifier 2 was an example of that. Totally. You know, yeah. that was the Fringe and the Fringe mm-hmm. made 10 million fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to remind everybody, if you have not subscribed to our Patreon yet, we have tiers as low as $3 a month, which is less than a gallon of gas. Believe it or not, it's still less than a gallon of gas. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I know, right? And it all funnels back into giving you guys better content. Mm -hmm. And that's all we want to do. This is our mission. This is something that we love to do. And for our patrons that are listening to this right now, I don't have enough words for how grateful I am to you that we get the opportunity to do this for you. Because you care about it so much Mm -hmm. that you want us to succeed and you want us to do better. And that is why we do this. Our plans and our goals for this, I don't think people can quite perceive like how big we want this to get. Mm-hmm. And it starts from Patreon. It starts from people that continue to support us like generously and graciously with that like hope that this becomes something that's massive and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like we certainly have that too. But like y'all are the genesis, the catalyst by which we can like achieve what we want to achieve here. Yeah. And if you're listening to this right now, it's one of those things where even if you don't want to be a Patreon subscriber, I get it. I don't judge. But like, follow, share, Bucci, like, 100%. that's all we could ever ask for. Because the more we get out there, the more we'll be able to continue to do fabulous content for you guys. And we love you all so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And thank you so much once again for joining us where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.